going on, everybody? Welcome back to Chaos in Christ podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about true conservatism and how that is really uh, only for the Christian. And I know that what I am saying there is pretty bold and polarizing, but I honestly believe it. And I hope that you take some time to understand where I'm coming from with this, because I'm seeing a, a specific thing going on here, a little bit of a trend. And what I realize is as much as the leftists and the liberals, the Democrat Party, whatever you call them, the wokesters, as much as they're insane and have completely lost touch of reality and have this utopia that they're trying to establish that is completely anti-God, anti-Christ, the whole nine yards, I started to notice something about conservatism as far as what I am seeing online. You know, the big guys, the ones that actually have the voice of conservatism. Guys like The Daily Wire, PragerU, even The Blaze, you know, the, the, these guys, right? Now, there's a lot of those guys that I honestly respect and have to agree with certain key points. And for the most part, when everything started to kick off, I was completely on their side. I thought that they were the side. But as time progressed and as time is continuously progressing and I am learning and I am growing in what it means to be a conservative, I'm realizing something that there is a such a thing as secular conservatism and it is not good. So what we want to do is I want to start off with this question. What is a conservative? And so Miriam Webster defines it as tending or disposed to maintain existing views, conditions, or institutions, one who adheres to traditional methods or views. Now, of course, I take this with a grain of salt because Miriam Webster, the definer of definitions, has now undergone woke uh, revival, and now they themselves get to redefine what things mean. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt, but for the most part, it's pretty accurate. One who adheres to traditional methods or views, tending or disposed to maintain existing views, okay? So that is exactly what a conservative is, essentially, right? They maintain a certain tradition, a certain method or view for the long haul, despite what comes, despite what happens. But what I've seen is that secular conservatism is but a step behind progressivism. Now, I found this article, it's pretty interesting. Dennis Prager, again, one of those conservatives uh, that I believe, even though he's Jewish, and I, which I assume, and I'm not too sure, but I assume that he doesn't believe in Christ as the Messiah, which most modern day Jews still do not. Um, nevertheless, says something here that I think is very important to really look into. Uh, so it reads, and quote, the vast majority of leading conservative writers just like their liberal colleagues, have a secular outlook on life. With few exceptions, the conservative political and intellectual worlds are oblivious to the consequences of secularism. They are unaware of the disaster that godlessness in the West has led to. Most leading Republicans and most of the wealthy donors to the Republican Party, in addition to virtually all libertarian politicians and think tank scholars, are either uninterested in the death of Judeo-Christian religions and values in America and the West, or they're okay with it. They think that America can't survive the death of God and religion, 
that fiscal and other forms of conservatism without social conservatism can preserve America. It shows, and this is a key thing that he says here that I completely agree, and it kind of blew my mind because I started to see how true what he's about to say here is. It shows, again, back to the quote, it shows how effective the secular indoctrination in our schools and media has been. That even the majority of conservative thinkers are not only secular themselves, but seem to have no idea how much of the American civilization rests on religious foundations. Isn't that interesting? That even those that would say that they are conservatives, you know, quote unquote, still you can see where they're toting the line. And why I say that secular conservatism is just but a step behind progressivism. I got some key points as to why I believe that to be true. But when you look at just your own neighborhood, your own upbringing, where you find yourself living, ask yourself this question. Do you know people in conservative households that growing up eventually joined gangs, became drunkards and abused drugs, engage in sexual immorality, or have children out of wedlock? What's missing there? They might have had all the conservative viewpoints in the world. Work hard. You know, don't expect anything for free. A man is a man and a woman is a woman. Cool. You know, like they, they might have those things checked and balanced. But here they are on a more deeper moral social level, still engaging in the very thing the left is, is parading and is trying to, quote unquote, liberate other people from. They are still engaged in sexual morality. I grew up. I would say, in a bit of a conservative household, um, liberal key points. There's been some liberalism there. Uh, but nevertheless, there were certain things that you knew was a conservative viewpoint. But I myself went astray for a period of time. If it not were for the grace of God, I'd still be out there. What we see here is that while there is conservatism in the respect that they don't want indoctrination of transgenderism to the children, uh, or tolerance talk, which is mainly the main point, where we recognize that the left claims that they're tolerant and, and unless you say you're conservative. And that's usually the arguments they have, which they're not wrong. It is true. But on a more deeper level, we see just how much the indoctrination of the school system and everything else that's just kind of been pumped out to us from generations to generations is still surfacing in our psyche without truly realizing that we're just as much a victim of it as the so-called proud left. Many secular conservatives embrace left-wing ideology, such as feminism, socialism, environmentalism, egalitarianism. And that only proves something to me, as, as far as I can see, is that we all want and need something to believe in. And if it isn't the one true God, then it will be whatever the schools and the culture have accepted or have told us to accept. Today's conservatism their acceptance is on par with gay marriage just as much as the left. They they are all inclusive in that respect. Do you remember a time where conservatism was all about allowing or being okay or parading gay marriage? Which is really, I would rather call gay marriage mirage because that, that doesn't exist. That isn't a thing. Marriage is in the context of man and woman as defined by God. So there is no real gay marriage, but you know what I mean when I say that. That is what has been pushed on into our society after uh, Obergefell. And they have accepted that. 
And there was a time that conservatism would not be accepting of that. They would say that marriage is between man and woman as God has instituted. But even further than that, the Daily Wire, a conservative outlet, right? News media outlet uh, with talk show hosts such as Ben Shapiro as being the head guy. You have Michael Knowles. You have um, uh, Matt Walsh. These guys, conservative individuals who claim to have some sort of religious religiosity in them. Ben Shapiro being an Orthodox Jew. Um, Michael Knowles being a Roman Catholic. I think along with Wal- um, Matt Walsh, I believe as well. And uh, another guy whose name escapes me who claims he is a Protestant along with Jeremy Boring, who himself is uh, a self-proclaimed uh, Protestant. But here we have a interview that just recently took, pla- uh, took place uh, the Daily Wire with Jordan Peterson now joining the Daily Wire. By the way, Jordan Peterson, if you know who he is, he is the conservative of conservatives, right? Like he he talks about these things. And then oddly enough, he has an interview with Dave Rubin. Dave Rubin, and I don't think he's with the Daily Wire. I believe he's with the Blaze. Dave Rubin is a homosexual man who is in a relationship with another homosexual man, obviously, and they're having a baby. With two surrogate mothers, if I'm not mistaken, and they're storing breast milk in the fridge. Huh. It. I guess it seems that the left actually does have it correct, right? I guess men really can be women. And I guess they really don't need women to raise a family. What's conservative about that? Like, what, what are we conserving here? And what happened to Peterson? That interview made him look like he, he was a snail and he just retracted into his shell. It's not the Peterson I remember seeing almost looks like a bit of a sellout to me what is up with all of that can we as men just have babies purchase them from women and then store breast milk and then have feminine men playing the role of a nurturing mother as uh jordan peterson would i guess presume would be good enough and then what we have is that that the the conservatives which should be the Christians, well, they have lost their way in many you know, different a- aspects too. We have progressive Christianity, which isn't conserving anything in Scripture, but just twisting it to their own means, not calling sin, sin. So what exactly does the conservatism of today actually conserving? Because not too long ago, I saw Fox News affirmed a family that praised their child for becoming transgender and going through the transition. Now, today, you know, the secular conservatives, they are against socialism and communism, which I'm all on board for. You know, socialism and communism has led to nothing but millions of people impoverished and dead with tyrants at the helm. It has never been proven to work, though they'll tell you that communism hasn't truly been tried yet. It doesn't work. It is the greatest of evils. So they're against that. The indoctrination of kids in the school with critical race theories, transgenderism, LGBTQ, they're against that, and I'm with them too. Again, I'll side with them where they're right on. But there is a bit of an inconsistency on major key points. One being marriage. Another being that, that kids, they grow up with a mother and a father in a context of marriage, grow up a lot better and more benefited privilege in that sense than kids that don't. I'm a, I'm a product of, a, of a, fa- a broken family, essentially. And I grew up with my father. 
I grew up with a good mom, but you know, before the Lord saved her, she did the best she could for what she knew. But with that, I've dealt with a lot of things that I've come to realize as a 31 year old man, I've come to realize I probably wouldn't dealt would have dealt with a lot of these things had I had a bit of a different structure with the father in the house. Things would be different for me. I know this. I know this. Now, by his grace, he has completely saved me, re- restored me, and has adopted me into his family. So my father is in heaven. All right. So now, I mean, I'm good. God is working on me. But I can tell you firsthand experience what that does. But here we have conservatives saying, hey, as long as the other man is just, you know, a bit softer, you know, a bit softer than the other guy. I mean, someone's got to be tough in the house, right? And then the other one needs to be nurturing. So that's that balance that they need to have. And so breast milk, put him in the fridge, get a man who's feminine enough so he can play the role of mother. And then, you know, the other gay man, well, you know, just be tougher, you know, don't let that gayness get to your head. Essentially is what they seem to be saying. And I, I use these words because you know what, that's exactly what it is. What, where, where, what's conservative about that? And this is why I say that only the Christian has true conservatism because we serve the one true God. And so with that, let's go ahead and see what scripture has to say. All right. Hebrews chapter 13, verse eight. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever, which means that his commands, his standards and his calls to holy living never change and never will. What he called evil in the Old Testament is is evil in the new. And even furthermore, Jesus gets into the heart of the matter on a lot of things, doesn't he? Because in the Old Testament, we learned that adultery is sin, that stealing is sin, that murder is sin. And yet Jesus comes onto the scene in the New Testament and tells us that if they if that is so much in our hearts, we've already committed those sins. We are guilty of breaking those very commands. His word is true and forevermore. Nothing changes about that. Remember, as Christians, we are called to live with a renewed mind. And where do we get our minds renewed? His word. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Again, what is good and acceptable and perfect. How do we know what is good and acceptable and perfect? His word, his truth, his commandments, his standards, his law, the gospel, what Jesus taught in the gospels, what he said was sin, what he said would not inherit the kingdom of heaven, these things. And we outside of Christ are tainted and and completely dead in sin. And so you could have conservatism all you want, but you could still be dead in your sin and you will still face hell a judgment because you have not placed your true faith in Christ and have not been conformed to his image and his standard, his word. We renew our mind by submitting to his lordship and by surrendering to his perfect will. His word is the source of renewal of the mind and that will never change. And what he calls us to be, to abstain from, that is what we are called to conserve in our lives. Here's another passage of scripture. Colossians chapter three, verse five through 10 reads, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, 
and covetousness, which is idolatry. So what God is saying here, what, 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 well, uh, what the Apostle Paul is saying here, but obviously God is speaking to us you know, through his pen, he's telling us to put to death what is earthly in us. Sexual immorality is literally the first thing on the list. Then comes impurity and passion. All those are interconnected with what we see in our culture of sexualized revolution that we got going on here. What Dave Rubin has with that other man is sexual immorality. It is impurity and it's passion of evil wickedness. It is evil desire, which is the next thing on the list. And covetousness. Wanting to have something in the most twisted way, but not truly in, in the way that God has called it. And what does what does the Lord tell us through this passage that that is idolatry which means that is the god of today that they serve they serve this god which is no god at all but it is breaking the commandment that thou shalt have no other god before me that is idolatry and all these things sexual morality impurity passion evil desire and covetousness desiring your neighbors whatever that's idolatry that means those are your gods And what does the rest of the passage go on to say? Well, on account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these, you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices. What are we conserving? The truth. And the truth is, that we need to put all these things away. Yeah, we were once of that. We too once walked in that way and we're living in them. But now as Christians, saved, redeemed, bought by the blood of Christ, we need to put them all away. All of that obscene talk from our mouths need to be put away. And that would be forever. It doesn't matter what the culture says. It doesn't matter what's happening. Sexual immorality needs to be put away. The context of marriage is between man and woman, and there is only man and woman, (laughs) and that needs to be conserved. But secular conservatism in certain pockets can't seem to to even stick with that and now have to somehow affirm to to keep their brand alive. This is the danger that that I'm seeing when it comes down to everyone spotting out that they're conservatives on their Instagram bios. Everyone's a conservative. I've seen... Uh, women that are half naked on Instagram claim that they're American patriots wearing American bikinis flaunting their bodies. They have no fear of God. There's no modesty. They don't respect their brothers because they will flaunt their bodies so they can cause their other conservative patriot brothers to sin and they're doing it willingly, willfully. And they're cheating on their wives just as much as the left. And they're, they're looking at porn just as much as the left. Except the left is proud about it while the conservative is trying to hide and pretend that that's not the reality. But it's there. It's there. It's the reality. And so what I'm saying is what's going to get people to hate me on both sides? The left hates me. Cool. I get it. People that side with leftism, they're not going to like anything I say. At least I know where they stand. But when I get to this point, I can imagine that there are some quote unquote conservatives that don't probably like this talk. I am not try to fit in with culture christ has redeemed us set us free we are not of this world we have been bought separated made holy and righteous in christ and so therefore we must live holy pure lives in righteousness 
That doesn't mean we're perfect. Far from it. But it means that we are aware of what the, all that is. It's sin and we must confess it, repent of it constantly and run back to Christ. We submit to his lordship. And that is something we will always be called to conserve. It doesn't matter what happens in culture. It doesn't matter what the new conservative decides to you know, get along with. Again, years ago, this is not what conservatism was about on the political side. Which is why I say they're just a step behind progressivism. They're headed down the same cliff, going in the same direction. Which is why most people probably think that, you know, the Republicans and everything on their side, that's just controlled opposition. One grand show, two wings, one bird. You've seen that meme before. This is the word of God given to us and it will always be conserved and we are always to adhere to it. We are to continue on with the same Christian message the gospel forever until christ returns second timothy chapter 4 1 through 2 i charge you in the presence of god and of christ jesus who is to judge the living and the dead and by his appearing and his kingdom verse 2 reads preach the word be ready in season and out of season reprove rebuke and exhort with complete patience and teaching. Do you hear that? The Apostle Paul is instructing Timothy, a pastor in a time of just where that culture was actually just kind of wilding out. And he was dealing with a lot. There's been persecution. He's got to handle a lot of things going on. When everything like that is tempting you to just go along with what culture says, even on the side that looks right, Paul's biggest advice, his only advice his his command is to preach the word, to be ready in season when everyone loves it, when everyone agrees that Christianity is the way and everyone thinks that's the new cool and then out of season where we're at right now, where everyone now sees Christianity as extremism, as a white supremacy religion, as, as whatever bigoted words they want to use and claim that we are bigoted out of season we are still to preach the word so what are we conserving the word of god and its truth and so this is why i say we're the real conservatives here because our conservatism is conserving biblical truth god ordained word given to us from the prophets the apostles the teachers and preachers of that time through christ himself we're the real conservatives here, and you'll know it because they'll hate us on both sides. We do not belong here. And so I would charge, not charge, forgive me. I would just suggest and advise you to really self-examine those that claim that they're conservatives and those that you follow. And examine your life, right? Because I'm a conservative. I believe in it. There are some things that the conservatives today in the political sphere they will say, and I will agree with, I agree with low taxes. I agree with limited government. I don't want the government in my business. I agree with capitalism. I'm all about it. I think that's biblical. And and we will total the same lines. And I don't like CRT like the next conservative. I don't want the, my, the school education system to indoctrinate children with sexual perverted things in the classroom or to take them to drag hour or whatever the case. And I agree with them on that as well. But when we get to the weird fishy area 
where we're affirming that two men can have babies by purchasing it from women and then buying breast milk in the fridge and then making sure one of the men are effeminate. And we start playing around with that and then start saying that this person is his husband. I mean, now now we're in some some shallow waters here. We're not being consistent. And it almost sounds like everything that they were fighting for is just collapsing and the left is actually right after all. And this is where we take a stand. Self-examine yourself and see if you are in the faith for sure. And trust his word. We are to preach it in and out of season and be faithful. Remain faithful and live not by lies. That is my biggest encouragement to you. That is my biggest advice. Um, If I can give you that wisdom from a young man himself, I would say stay true to what the word has taught. Stay true. Because even conservatives need Christ. It doesn't get any more conservative than that. I know this means it will be hard and persecution is a sure thing for us, but that is why I make an effort to remind you in every episode that in the midst of chaos, Christ is there. God bless you.